What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? You leaving. Oh. This is the first time we've been on a show together <laughs> since you announced you're Benedict Arnolding us. You know what I mean? Bouncing out of here. Going because your husband got a great job and you're in love. Greg, let me Lame. be clear. I'm not leaving kind of funny for good. Yo, I'm just I'm not, leaving the Bay Area, which, which means that I can't be on the shows as frequently as mm-hmm. I would like and mm-hmm. as I have been. Unless you can Skype me in for KFGD, which we I'm can't. still going to like stump for. No, nah, we can't. Why not? Yesterday, we tried to stream a video game and everybody's running around back there because the bit rate quality is no good. It's just too much. I don't know. This streaming thing, this is why it's not going to take off. This is why podcasts, audio podcasts the, the future. Five days you know a week, what I mean? Why it never works out. We're late today because we have breaking news. We're trying to get the answers on. <laughs> what kind of news do we have? Well, ladies and gentlemen, GTA has a casino and the internet's on fire about it. Nintendo is talking about Joy-Con drift and more. We're going to talk about all this today because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can go there. Give us your questions, comments, concerns bad PSN names, and everything else under the video game sun. Then, you can tune in to watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, watching on roosterteeth.com, listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you! Thank you to our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, Barrett, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Thank you, Barrett, and I appreciate the spin you put on it. Andrea, furiously typing as yes. you try to get answers. An answer what. from um, a lovely person over at Rockstar So Games. let's do the f- thing here. This is one of those things we usually get in trouble for. We're going to do mm-hmm. it this way. We don't have all the answers yet for the top <laughs> story here. We are trying to get them, and if you have GTA Online and understand GTA Online, you need to turn it on, because I have not updated GTA Online in quite some time, and we're going to get into a big old GTA Online <laughs> conversation. I assure you, you have time. We're trying to figure out, of course... If in the new casino update for GTA Online, you can spend real money. It's not, it's gonna, we're gonna read the news from BBC first. It's gonna sound like you can. Then we're gonna talk about Twitter. Then we're gonna jump around. That's what I'm looking for, all right? Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Let's have a conversation about casinos, gambling, and GTA. Number one on the Roper Report, according to the BBC, GTA Online has launched a casino that uses real money. Grand Theft Auto V has opened an in-game casino where real money can be spent on gambling chips, but they cannot be converted back into cash. The new feature was launched as regulators grapple with whether in-game wagers should be treated as gambling. In GTA Online, players can buy in-game dollars with real currency and then convert their virtual dollars to gambling chips. The game is rated ages 18 and over, but remains popular among young teens. The in-game currency can be used to acquire cars, weapons, and cosmetic items, and used to play slot machines, roulette, or poker. Some players reported that while they could walk around the casino area, the gaming tables were blocked in their country where gambling is illegal. Gamers had mixed reactions to the discovery that gambling chips can be purchased with real cash. Popular British streamer... Broey. Broey. Like thank you. Yeah, there he is. Broey. Yeah, sure. Bro-y. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Broey. Maybe it's B Ruffy. 1322. <laughs> well, uh, who was showcasing the new content on Twitch said, quote, They've done it. I can't believe they've done it. After finding that in game dollars can be exchanged directly for chips. Quote, They've gone over the line of what of what they would and it's a big problem that they would allow you to buy chips with real money frankly he added later as view- viewers debated the system uh, ahead of the launch it was not clear if such an exchange would be possible gaming news site Kotaku speculated that chips would be earned by playing the game similar to the way it works in Rockstar's other recent online game Red Dead and in many other games quote this way players can't spend real money or win fake money that is worth real cash in the casino it wrote Chips can be spent on blackjack, poker, slot machines, video horse racing, roulette, or spent on furnishing a casino penthouse with a wide array of customizable items. Other gamers were excited by the update, which has been hinted at for six years and also contains an array of missions, story scenes, and new vehicles centered around the casino resort. 
The conversion rate in 2019 is roughly GTA money, so GTA dollars, 500,000 for 599 pounds. Greg Miller chiming in. Currently, uh, 500,000 GTA dollars uh, as a cash card, a shark card, which will be very important to this argument, uh, is $10 on the PSN, 999. With discounts for higher amounts purchased. There is also a limit on how many chips can be bought every hour in the new casino. But the fact that in-game gambling winnings cannot easily be converted back into real-world cash may be a key distinction for regulators. The UK gambling watchdog told MPs on Monday that it does not oversee the purchase of in-game content, like video game loot boxes, because there is no official way to monetize the winnings. A prize has to be either... I'm sorry, a prize has to be either money or have a monetary value in order for it to fall under gambling legislation, it told a parliamentary committee. However, a gray area exists in some games where a third-party black market operates, allowing players to gamble or sell in-game items they win. Some examples include players uh, earned through card card packs in FIFA 19 or rare skins earned in the shooter Counter-Strike. GTA items, meanwhile, are tied to a player's account, making it more difficult to sell than in other games. Rockstar has been contacted for comment. That's the BBC's report, right? Uh, I wanted to bring out this Rockstar press release information, too. Two graphs from this about that. Just more information from straight from the horse's mouth about what is going on in the casino. The casino's floor abounds with activities for any taste. Use chips to play against the house. Try your hand at roulette, blackjack, and three-card poker. Or pull up a seat to, next, seat to slot machines, dishing out chips, and an array of special prizes, including exclusive clothing. Gather at inside track for a single event or participate in the main event where you can cheer on your favorite horse with friends while the lucky wheel is a daily free to spin activity with a range of rewards featuring everything from gta money special discounts and clothing items to a rotating weekly selection of high-end vehicles on display in the lobby podium Uh, checks rockstar support for details and limitations standard membership to the diamond casino and resort is 500 gta dollars which includes a welcome gift of 5,000 chips and grants access to several services and activity the casino has to offer including valley parking Anyone, including members who visit the Diamond, uh, the Diamond can receive a daily visitor bonus of 1,000 chips redeemable at the cashier. So, I saw the news story. I saw the hot take starting on Twitter. I was mystified that there was nothing yet on Kotaku, IGN, the normal run of sites that are like, wait, what the fuck? They were all just reporting, hey, the casino's live, here's the information right from Rockstar. And granted... It's early for us on the West Coast. Maybe people are spinning that up. But I started searching around on Twitter, right, where people are arguing with each other about it. I saw the Reset Era thread about it. I saw one Twitter user who had a screenshot of the game, right, that in there, the Diamond, Resort, uh, in Diamond uh, uh, Casino and Resort, uh, cashier services, acquired chips, and then it has here, the cashier can complete the tra- this transaction with the cash in your account. Please note, that the cashier does not accept shark cards for purchase or chip purchases. So if you don't play GTA, even less than I play GTA, shark cards are when you go to the PSN or the Xbox or whatever and you say, I want to exchange my real world money for money in GTA. You buy a shark card, which I always assumed Andrea Renee got rung up, put into my bank. So I buy the shark card for $500,000 GTA dollars. It gets for 10 put, real dollars. Yeah, it gets put into my GTA wallet. I don't think that I have a shark card. However, the phrasing here would indicate that you, in fact, do. Please note that the cashier does not accept shark cards for chip purchases. Now, that's interesting because that would then totally negate the BBC's article saying, well, no, then you're not doing that, right? However, there was a tweet on the same thread that says, as mentioned, it seems a few select countries allow shark cards to be used to buy chips. I'm sure that will be addressed soon. This is some random person on Twitter. And that's the other thing, too. Again, I'm using just random things I can find on Twitter right now trying to get this together. Because so, there's no God's green earth way that I'm going to be able to download the update for GTA <laughs> to check this myself before I get Right. Out so this would be helpful for us if somebody who is watching live at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, if you have GTA online and you are willing to spend a few of your real world dollars for the sake of a research mission um, to let us know. But I have reached out to Rockstar's PR team and specifically asked the question, um, can you buy chips with shark card money? And is there a restriction on which countries can purchase uh, casino money with real world money? And I'm waiting to get an official answer from them. But they did send me the fact sheet and the patch notes for the casino expansion, which has a bunch of information in it. However, doesn't spell out the exact answer. We're does for. not give the exact answer that I'm looking for. Uh, Fendi writes into kind of funny dot com slash you're wrong. It says I just logged on to GTA online. 
Here's how it works. You buy chips with in-game money and use those chips in several games, including gambling and betting. The catch is... Now... The catch is that you can use shark, code, shark cards, which is buying in-game money using real-life money to buy these chips. Now, Fendi, you say you can. That's, is that the catch, or did you mean can't? Fendi, are you also located in the United States, also or where point. is your country of origin? Where are you playing your game? And I think right here, let's just start at the top level, right, of where we are, of trying to figure this mm-hmm. all out together. Why? Why? <laughs> Why do this? Well, I mean, I think... There's a lot to unpack here. There is a first lot and to foremost. unpack. We've, you and I have talked ad nauseum about gambling and loot boxes and our loot boxes gambling, our blind packs gambling. And that's the thing. And loot like, boxes, there's an, well, there's an argument. A casino. It's gambling. It's gambling. It's gambling. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're gambling in the casino. It is. It is. You're gambling in the casino. But the, the thing that is mentioned in the story that I think is worth pointing out is that you can't cash out money from the casino. And that's the reason why at least I like to gamble. I'll just speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for all gamblers out there. I gamble when I go to a place like Vegas because I like the idea that I can walk away with more money of than course, I started that's with. That's the allure, right? That's the whole point of the game, right? And I actually really just enjoy playing 21. That's my game of choice. That's but blackjack. Yes, that's Sorry, blackjack. I'm not cool enough to call 21. <laughs> it's, it's you know okay. I, mean? I got to call by um, its given name. And so I'm happy to just sit there and get my free drinks and like shoot the shit with the dealer and the other players and just have a good time and not actually make any money as long as I'm not losing copious amounts of money. Sure. Um, but... When you put money into GTA Online, you know going in that you're not pulling that money out. You're now, not going to you? double your money in real money. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. That, and that's another thing is we're using money interchangeably, right? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can't cash out your... I made a Let's million... Let's call the, game, the GTA money currency and okay. we'll call real world money money. Got it. Okay, so I can't change out my currency for money, but I could theoretically, drastically increase my currency. And I could afford the car I want out in the world, yeah. right? Yeah, if I get the right cards. I mean, if the we right saw thing. that high roller suite that's $6 million inside the game. Sure. So, I mean, I the thing to me that, uh, that kind of struck me first is that GTA Online has been selling these shark cards for years at right. this point. I mean, Rockstar has made hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, through GTA Online. It's and you could buy out. a whole bunch of garbage in that game. Like of course. a bunch of stuff that's going to make your experience personalized to you and make you want to spend more time in the game. That's why people buy shark cards because you can buy a whole range of customizable things. So I, I think this idea that this one part of GTA Online is so much more egregious than every other part of what they're selling. It's just a little bit mind-boggling to me. But I get that, you know, this is the BBC. You know, the UK is one of the countries that has, you know, uh, legislators that are, that are actively pursuing legislation against the video game publishers and companies who do utilize loot boxes in their games. There are some legislators there that have very strong opinions about video games in general, not just about gambling in video games or loot boxes or microtransactions or predatory microtransactions in video games. And so I think it's important to like color it through that lens. And thus maybe why you're not seeing any stories in the United States, mm. because a lot of the attitudes around those kinds of purchases related to video games are different here than they are in certain European countries. I want to bring in nanobiologist, of course, friend of the show here, uh, kind of funny.com slash wrong. He's bringing up a games radar article. Here's a snippet from games radar who looked into chips and how to get more quote. When we purchased a GTA online casino penthouse and became a VIP member, the maximum number of chips we could exchange became 50,000 but once again this cap is enforced every day in game this is enforced every in-game day to stop any more chips from being purchased this is done to ensure players aren't spending too much real money on the virtual gamble the virtual gambling available even using even using the worst value gta online shark card available exchanging the maximum gta fifty thousand dollars of currency for chips is only a rough equivalent to a dollar fifty so it won't break the bank right so that's the that's the caveat that clearly Rockstar has baked into this system is to say, hey, we're going to let you buy chips with your real world money, but you're only going to be able to spend a maximum of about a dollar to dollar fifty a day. Mm-hmm. I think that that's totally like not egregious at all. It's a dollar. People <laughs> spend way more money on coffee every day than they do on chips in GTA Online. 
Are we going to start regulating how much coffee people can drink now? I guess this is my thing, though, is that we already knew. Like, it's just why bring the eye of Sauron down on yourself and even open up this Pandora's box? Because you know who can afford it? Rockstar. Yes. But when they fuck it up for the rest of the video game industry. I don't think they're going to fuck it up. I think Rockstar knew exactly what they were doing. You think their legal team didn't like examine this up and down and backwards and forwards, cross all the T's, dotted all the I's? Yeah, but there's Rockstar's legal team? You know better than anybody, Andrea, that there's a difference between something being legal and something being moral, right? And, I'm not, co- and oh, I'm not. And I'm not. And I'm not prepared at this moment to fling. This is an immoral show. I mean, but, you brought the word into the conversation. And Greg. I, but I mean, <laughs> it is this idea that, like, I'm sure they're able to get around this, right? Mm-hmm. In the fact that it's not. You're not. I'm buying the shark card for the in-game currency that I can spend on mm-hmm. a plethora of things, not just chips. Right. It's not that I'm walking up to the cashier and going, "Oh fuck, I need more money," and I pops up and I buy the chips right there with a dollar to dollar conversions. Right. Right. I would imagine in legalese to get around whatever, and I'm sure people picked over every law and gambling and everything and like the BBC article talks about some players in other countries apparently are walking up to the tables and nope you can't even touch this because apparently gambling is illegal in your country and Mm -hmm. I also saw tweets from somebody being like I'm in another country and gambling is not illegal in this country but I can't use this like there's a whole beehive that has been kicked on this but I'm sure they went through and picked and parsed and figured out what exactly the way to do it and how that if it is that you can use the shark cards on here if in maybe it's territory to territory Mm -hmm. that you can do it it's not it's technically okay because you're not buying the money with the intent of just giving it to this i think rockstar particularly with gt online has been a poster child for how you can successfully run microtransactions in your game and they feel rewarding for players they don't feel punishing greg i can spend more money in dr mario in the next five minutes than i can spend on chips in the casino in gta online Oh, oh i know i've I mean, what, I've sent how much money in Pokemon Go? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Oh, you're going to get up there with Britt, huh? No, I'm not going to get even remotely close to that. I do need to befriend her on this. I haven't done that yet. Uh, No, I'm not going to get that close. But I no. And that's the... That is the problem. And again, Mm. though, maybe this is the evidence of the slippery slope that we've talked about before. Where it is that thing I've sat here and been like... I think loot boxes suck, but I don't know if they need to be outlawed. I mean, it'd be good if they had, you know, show me how this and the blah, 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 ways to refine mm-hmm. them, right? But then we get to this point where it's like literally gambling in a game. It's literally a casino, and that's like the line in the sand. And is it that thing that we, you, we were, uh, people, us, the world was too silent for too long? I, I, I think that that's the most overreactionary point of view that I, I've heard in the last 60 minutes when it comes to this. Listen, gambling in video games is it's not new. new. Not new. It's not new at all. Like, gambling in and of itself is a game. It's a game of chance. It's like li- literally the definition of it. Right? And there's tons of ways that you can gamble online. Like, there's like a million ways you can gamble online. Why the BBC is choosing to spotlight this one tiny sliver of all of the multitude of ways you can oh, you spend your why. money you know why. in GTA Online? It's a hot topic and it's the biggest fucking video it. game, right? <sighs> well, I think it's a conversation worth having, Miss Renee. Okay. Right? I was just saying this. Uh, Fendi drops back in and says, okay, I just double checked. I bought a 100K uh, shark card for two ninety nine and used it to buy some chips. It's also worth noting that there is a 50K cap. I'm also located in the US. So Fendi out there doing all the research for us. Thank you, Fendi. We appreciate you taking one for the team. It's just such a... This seems to me like a non-controversial thing. Yeah, but you know, it's the internet. Everything's going to be controversial you, every day. Are you trying to make this more controversial? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, everybody on fucking Twitter is trying to make it. Like, what do you think, Barrett? Is yeah, it controversial? Barrett? I mean, like the conversation you guys are having, like, yeah, it seems like a non-problem. But yeah, it, it, it's not just Greg like trying to like make it. I'm not. Con- I'm not even no, really no, offended. No, no. I'm I just saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. All, right, all right. All right. I know it's not just Greg. Okay. We're just jiving up here a little bit. All right. Kevin, you have something to say about it? Kevin doesn't know what the fuck's happening. Oh, I hear it. It's still happening. The street cleaner. Oh. I don't, I, don't, know. I don't know if, if I guess if it's I don't notice it as much because I just have tendons downstairs all the time. No. It's definitely coming from the street somewhere. Well, you know that they're doing construction on the house two houses in, and they've been cutting stone there for the last Everybody's two weeks. They might have a actual like machine the over there. there. I mean, no, you're the this only isn't one bothering by me, it. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can hear it on the show. <laughs> um. Anyway, here's the thing. Wait, what's the thing, Andrew? I thought 
this expansion was really cool. I thought the way that they built it out and all the different things you can buy and the whole like glitz and glamour around like Vegas resorts and Vegas casinos, I think they really captured. And I haven't even really dug that deep into all of the content. I mean, even just looking at the fact sheet that the PR team sent over is like, wow, there's so much in here. And I think it is a testament to the due diligence that Rockstar puts into their behemoth that is Grand Theft Auto. And I don't think they would put something in a game without putting a lot of thought and care into it. And so hopefully people can untwist their panties and calm down a little bit and realize that this is not that big of a deal. Sure. It's the, I think the argument is just the next slippery slope with it of to the mm-hmm. loot boxes thing is now we're really here, right? Borzen points out, and you're wrong. I think the problem some people are having with GTA story is that real-world money can be spent to gamble in a game and that and that gambling in real life has laws and things associated with it. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. Similar to my argument with loot boxes, right? <laughs> There's nobody telling me how much money I can pull out of a casino in any given day. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, that's true. I, mean, I think, but to the point of a loot box lets me know, or the loot boxes that are going to do shit right will let you know what your chances yeah. are winning and how this actually goes and what is actually in there, right? Right. What it are the stats for this in there? Like, I the video that IGN had, because I dropped in, I was trying to do as much as I could. I watched mm-hmm. IGN, IGN's uh, seven minutes of it uh, when he went over to the horse betting thing right like the uh, the horses that won it was some it was like internet trolls win De- uh, democracy loses and it was like oh that's a funny bit you made but is that this is the intro so is that that one time I'm getting this canned thing to be funny when I get it and then when mm-hmm. I go back it is random is it always random how does this work what does it go well I mean traditionally horse betting has specific odds tied to it just like all betting does and I would assume that those bets have their odds available to look at which horses are the favorites which ones are the long shots etc etc again I haven't played the horse betting in GTA online so I can't speak to it specifically if you have maybe let us know but again it comes back to the thing that you can only buy X amount of chips a day and like you don't want to really want to spend all your time in the casino in GTA online anyway there are way better gambling what, the, the, video games I would assume when at this you point than just playing in GTA. GTA online cash, right? Mm-hmm. There's a million different ways to go get cash. Right. Like I I I it's it's the uh, what is the intent versus what will actually happen in the game, right? right. Like the, the the thing people get concerned about all the time is people getting addicted to gambling, right? The fact that yeah, this is a, a mature rated game, it's Peggy 18 and uh, abroad. Still you know teens are playing this, they're getting into this. Again, I'm with you Andrew Renee that gambling has been in a million different things. Uh you brought up a good thing though, right? Of like there's better ways to do this, right? You're only getting so many chips a day. There's a limit on how much to do. I think it's also <laughs> interesting, right? Similar to the, what we're talking about with mobile games and Pokemon Go, right? That it talks about the ability to come in here and get daily bonuses right to do your free wheel spin to get out there like Mm -hmm. they're clearly doing this in a way that is making this more they're putting very mobily things into this that aren't meant to be the core game this isn't meant to be what you do all your time in gta online but it's meant to bring you back and get you in there and hope you get you closer to whatever unique item you're getting whatever unique car is out there right while the lucky wheel is a daily free spin activity with a range of rewards featuring everything from gta cash or special discounts like clearly they want you to walk in the door of this casino not even casino part of it to do it right and talks about you know you get a thousand chips every time you come in every day on the cashier yeah. What are you Googling around? I was just looking if you could use the in-game currency in Red Dead Online to play the mm. games there as well. Because I loved me some of the card games in Red Dead. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to maintain my position that this is not a big deal. Yeah. I understand. Again, I honestly don't have that much of a... Yeah. a, a I'm not that guy. I'm not... I, I think it's a, the most brazen as we had this conversation in our mm-hmm. loot boxes gambling is this the like it's not even a loot box though well and yeah it's it a is. card game well no no the other stuff is though so, i mean you're i mean literally a, a slot machine is a loot box right like but, yeah, but lucky you're, not, wheels getting, you're not getting a prize though that's the thing is like if anything this is better. slot machines dishing out chips and an array of special prizes including well, exclusive clothing well if you get chips from the slot machine my point was going to be if you get only chips, then it's actually probably better because then you can change the chips for money and then you can go buy what you want. Yeah. Whereas the actual like, pro- I would rather just get chips from the slot machine. Oh yeah. Because then I can go to the store in GTA Online and buy the specific items that I want instead of getting a select random prize. Yeah. That's the RNG at work again. Totally. Like, and like, I don't want to beat a dead horse because we've talked about this 
so many times and I maintain my position that yes, loot boxes should have the odds published like they do in China. I think that's something that developers easily could bake into the game, put into the marketing materials of the game to say, hey, we're going to keep loot boxes in because clearly people like paying and opening loot boxes. Like that's like proven with how much money they've made. But we're going to tell you exactly what's in the loot box up up for grabs and what your odds are for getting it. And then once everybody has the information, if they want to make the choice to buy it, then they're making that choice for themselves. I am 100% with you. That that is 100% my stance where it is that thing of like, it's your money. I, I'm sure people hear me spending money on Pokemon or whatever or real Ghostbusters uniforms in Ghostbusters world. I'm like, yeah. you're an idiot. I'm like, I get that in the same way that I wouldn't go buy a loot box in over or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name a game. I wouldn't go buy no, uh, a thing. Uh, Division I love, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm never giving them money to for the loot box parts of it. I go in there and I see that I have the currency. I roll it. Great. Whatever. But yeah, that's the thing. It's just the question of not even the question of it's just the ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all this is, is the evolution of loot boxes into a casino, but then also bringing together the mobile tendencies and also bringing together loot boxes where, yeah, the slot machine is giving you uh, exclusive items. The lucky wheel is giving you clothing items. Like, again, is that a bad thing? Not necessarily. Again, they're putting they're putting this thing on it. The BBC's article makes it sound a, a bit more. Uh, you can go buy a. You can spend the eighty nine dollars. You can buy the shark card. You can go and get eighty nine dollars worth of chips. You can't. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing on it. It's an interesting discussion, as always. It's always fun to see what the internet gets riled up about and where it goes. But it's also interesting again, as like so many people have been trying to get away from the gambling and dodging, and like let's not wor- get the government worried about what we're doing in terms of this. Rockstar's like, fuck it, here's a casino. I mean, if anybody can brazenly say, hey, we're just going to do this thing, try and stop us. And I mean, that's the other thing, too, about it, where it is... It, first off, they talk about in the BBC article, right, that it's been teased for six years, which I didn't know. I, again, I haven't followed GTA Online stuff. But you, they knew this would happen. They knew people would get riled up. They knew we'd talk about it. They knew that it's going to be a bunch of different op-eds and things like that. And it's great marketing. It's just a big eye roll for me. There's a million online casinos you can log into right now and put your money into and get virtual currency and then spend it. <laughs> like, have at it. Have at it, everybody. But apparently GTA Online, man, they're the bad ones. Hey, because people care about it's that It's just game. a giant, like, lol shrug from me. Understand. Lol. Number two. Nintendo is finally responding to the Joy-Con drift directly. This is Gita Jackson over at Kotaku. Although it's been an issue for some players since shortly after launch, recently more and more Switch owners have been talking about their issues with the Joy-Con drift, a condition where the joystick on a controller detects movement even though you're not touching it. In response to players' Joy-Con woes, Nintendo advises Switch owners experience Joy-Con drift to visit its customer support website. Uh, Quote, at Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products and we are continuously making improvements to them, a representative from Nintendo told Kotaku in response to questions about the Joy-Con drift. Quote, we are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our customers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help, end quote. Nintendo did not respond to a question from Kotaku regarding potential future fixes for the issue. At some point in the last few days, Nintendo updated the front page of its customer support website, placing a prominent direct link to a page that lets you start a ticket to get your Joy-Con repaired. Parentheses, the previous version of the page, as archived on July 19th, only included a link on the troubleshooting page, uh, which more or less asks if your system is updated and then tells you to use the system's Joy-Con software recalibration feature. End parentheses. While sending in your Joy-Con for repairs may fix the issue of drift temporarily, some players have said that they, even after getting their Joy-Cons back from Nintendo, they experienced the drift problem again within a matter of months. One person on Twitter said that their repaired Joy-Con began drifting after taking it out of the box. Uh, this is an important one because it's following up on a one last week where we actually had, I think it was required reading about the Joy-Con stuff, and then in the period between all of that, there was a class action suit filed about the Joy-Con drift and how all this stuff's going. Interesting to see Nintendo have a response and then actually put it prominently on the support page. Of course, though, what it'll actually end up being, what'll happen with the, the lawsuit, who knows? Something's wrong, clearly, Andrea. They better Absolutely. fix it. I hope so. Yeah. Those Joy Cons are way too expensive to be breaking That's all the, the time. That's the problem, right? They're such they cost such a premium to have them be bugged out like this, and then not to mention like this person, uh, and I know it was in the other article too, talking about like, oh, I got it back, and then it happened again. Come on, 
And it's super frustrating when you have to send a piece of your tech in to get repaired because then you're without it or you have to buy something as a replacement and all that costs you more money when it wasn't your fault in the first place that it's broken and then you get it back and it's still not fixed. Yeah. Like that's super aggravating. And that was the required uh, reading part of it, right? Where the conversation was that, okay, sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll fix it. It'll still cost you like four bucks or whatever to send it back. But is this really the solution to this problem that, and then it's going to happen again and it's going to, it seems pretty repeatable that this is just going to keep on going. Yeah, that, that was something that, um, similar, but not exactly. I had the, my first switch was one of the ones that unfortunately had the battery expanding on it and I had to spend like <clears throat> 70 bucks for them to fix it. And it's like, I don't know why I should be spending this much for you to it's fix something up. you broke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something that you guys didn't really think about or think ahead on. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff like this is annoying. Was 70 bucks, was it shipping? Is that what happened? I forget what this was. God, I know, it was I think, a long time ago. Th- yeah, I think it was 2017, so yeah, it's been a while. So I, I forget what exactly what it was for. I think it was it was like 70 to 100, and I think it was just the total cost of sending it out, having them fix it, and then getting it sent back. Gotcha. So Yeah, it's more or less just a huge pain in the ass, yeah. right? And that's the thing of... I would love to know how, and I, I wonder if Nintendo even knows how big the issue is. What causes it exactly? My, you know, knock on wood, my Joy-Con hasn't drifted. I haven't had that. I haven't run into this problem right. in the same way that I. I don't think my left Joy-Con with the disconnect problem was ever one that I've suffered from either. I don't take my Joy Cons off the Switch. Yeah. So I couldn't. I couldn't say either. And I usually, when I'm at home, I'm using the Pro Controller. Yeah, I bring the, the Pro Controller too. on the, the Pro road controller too. too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. better controller. Um, but I mean, it's just like a. It seems like it's a, a random roll if you're gonna get a drifty Joy Con or not. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. See, PDP finally put out a Nintendo Switch licensed Pro Controller. It's wired, but it also, more importantly, has a headphone jack on it. Oh, really? I did not see so that. So goddamn annoying that that thing doesn't have a headphone yep. jack. You know what I mean? So it's yep. a USB-C cable? Yeah, I assume. Yeah. But then you can't be charging your Switch while you play with it. Well, yeah, you could. If you're, well, it's in the dock. Oh, if it's docked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, right. I didn't even think about it. I don't. I I saw the image today and then clicked on the beautiful pictures of them, but it, it didn't mm-hmm. actually go into the read actually about it. Interesting. Who is this? PDP. Okay. PDP Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. You can bring it up. We can read about it. Together. A very well known maker of third party peripherals. Peripherals. While Barrett locates that for me, number three and finally on the Roper Report, uh, it's Miyamoto talking about Awada. This is Ezra Crabble at IGN. Uh, the relationship between Shigeru Miyamoto and the late president Satoru Iwata Iwa- uh, was a personal one. Uh, Awada-san, a book published today in Japan by a Japanese publisher, Greg Wombutcher, includes a new interview with the Mario creator Miyamoto on how he remembers Awada, who passed away in 2015. A similar interview with uh, uh, Shijen Sato. Ito, uh, creator of Earthbound and found what? I totally butch it. It's okay. Just keep going. Do it. No, say it right. <laughs> Shigesato Itoi. Thank you. The creator of Earthbound and founder of <laughs> Hobonichi is included as well. To, quote, to me, he was a friend more than anything, Miyamoto says. It never felt like he was my boss or that I was working under him. He never got angry. We never fought about anything. Miyamoto says it was never a point of friction that Iwata, who was seven years Miyamoto's junior, became his boss. Quote, normally, if someone younger than yourself with a few fewer years of experience becomes president, uh, it might be difficult to get along with each other. But it was never like that. It had always been obvious that he was more suited for the position in the parentheses than me. Uh, so it never became a problem. I think it allowed us to naturally become true friends. Uh, it's really, obviously, I'd love to read the actual book. Uh, the excerpt over on IGN is actually really cool. It goes on to talk about how Miyamoto and Iwata would go to lunch. They'd always go Dutch on it. Even after they both got really successful, they would continue to just split these lunches together. That's it's adorable. really sweet and adorable. Is it localized or translated or I is it in know. Japanese? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as we were going through. I'm not sure. It, when I, it's out in Japan today, so I'm not sure what's going on anywhere. I'm sure kindoflame.com slash you're wrong with else. Barry, did you find the controller I was talking about? Uh, I didn't understand that it's PDIP, and uh, I looked up PDP and found a uh, mixtape on SoundCloud. Oh, now you're listening to the mixtape? Yep. That's what's happening? <laughs> All right, cool. It's not, no, it's it's PDP, no. PDP.com. Oh, yeah, 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 there you go. Cool. Thank you. We're on it. He's finding it. He's doing it. While Barrett looks at that, Andrea, I'm excited to see what this controller looks like together. 
but Barrett finding the images I want is still so far away. <laughs> if I wanted something more immediate, like say what was in the mom and grab shops today, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Must dash amigos on PC. Wargroove comes to PlayStation 4. Uh, Automachef. Switch in PC. Uh, Date a Live Rio Reincarna- Reincarnation comes to PC- PS4 and PC. Tetris Effect comes to PC. Vane comes to PC. Run the Fan comes to Switch. High Noon Revolver comes to Switch. Flaky Bakery comes to PC and Mac. Gravity Ball comes to PC. Poly Soldiers. Poly Soldiers, that's what it is, comes to PC. Super Demon Boy comes to PC. Horizon Chase Turbo Summer Vibes DLC is out. Rising Kingdoms comes to PC. Uh, IGN reports, quote, a new Pokemon Go update has brought Team Rocket to your neighborhood alongside two new Pokemon types, Shadow and Purified. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2 Episode 1, The DC Outskirts Expeditions is out today. It has two new main missions. It has a new experience in Expeditions. Uh, It has new weapons and gear. It has classified assignments. I'm excited to play it when I get home. New dates for you. Actually, you know what? What's the PD is the PDP thing out or is it coming soon? It's yeah, there it is. We're looking at it right now. To be show them to, show them to the kids. See, there yeah. it is. You got the plug. Wired though. I can add it to the cart. Can you click? No, I don't. Don't buy one. I didn't. I didn't buy one, Greg. I did not approve this purchase for you. Oh, you got the purple though, Andrea. Ooh, they got Pretty, the good purple. But I'm telling you that plug your headset into stop scrolling. The first controller Nintendo Switch with built-in uh, built-in audio. The 3.5 millimeter audio jack in the face-off deluxe. Audio wired controller supports in-game audio on all games and USB chat for compatible titles. Uh, you can also adjust the audio on the fly using the D-pad on your controller. Plug in the controller uh, and your go-to headset and you're ready to start commanding. So, yeah, it's him using it to play Fortnite on the TV. So, yeah, you assume it's it has to be going to the dock? Hmm. I don't know. Scroll down the features here. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Includes yeah. a 10-foot fixed USB cable. So I imagine that's this guy, right? Yeah, it's just got to go into the USB port. I, I doubt it's USB-C. So yeah, it's just, I, it has to, I would assume, only work with Yeah, there. like it being docked and plugging it into the, yeah. the thing. Well, that's what I need it for, though. You know what I mean? Because when I'm playing, when when you and me are at the bar playing Ultimate Alliance, right, I can put the headphones into the Switch themselves and have them there. Right. My yeah, dock exactly. is way too far away from where I sit on my couch, though. USB I mean, I do have a 25-foot USB cable, but... Don't get me wrong. I look at the, my first thought was like, oh, pre-, and I was like, oh, wired. I'm not doing this. Wake me up when it's wireless, you know what I mean? But then it's on a Nintendo, right? Because they, well, you could dongle it, I guess. Because it doesn't have built in Bluetooth right? or whatever. Isn't mm. that the problem? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Am I wrong? Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. You know what's going on. Uh, but by the way, Matt the Wob says, uh, there's not currently any news on whether Awada Sun is going to come to the West or not. So there you go. New dates for you. Chroma Scott. Jesus, I'm done today. Chroma Squad is coming to the Switch <laughs> August 1st. If you did not know, this is a game I liked back on PlayStation 4, so I'm going to read the whole thing for you. Chroma Squad is a tactical RPG about five stunt actors who decide to quit their jobs and start their own Power Rangers-inspired TV show. Cast actors purchase equipment and upgrades for your studio, craft weapons and giant mechas out of cardboard and duct tape. Once the cameras are rolling, turn-based battles. I like this a lot. Didn't beat it on uh, PlayStation 4, but really enjoyed it. Uh, Tribes of Midgard launches on Steam and consoles in 2020, but there's an open beta this weekend. Two Point Hospital is coming to Sony's PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, both physically and digitally in late 2019. I did not play Two Point Hospital, but I remember when everybody was obsessed with it, including Mm -hmm. Daniel Dwyer, a trader who also moved away. I have nothing bad to say about Steven. He, Danny, see, Danny's more traitorous than me. Another traitor! Daniel was here away. for two months. Greg, I've been here for over two years. And that's why it hurts even more, Andrea, that you would turn and stab us in the back. Jared Petty, I expected. He was a snake from the day I saw him. <laughs> you, though, True. never thought you'd do us this way. Super Mega Baseball 2 Ultimate Edition is out on Switch on July 25th. You- Wolfenstein Youngblood, of course, comes out July 26th, but PC players get it on July 25th. And then GameSpot reports, quote, Rainbow Six Quarantine was revealed at E3 this year with a vague early 2020 release window. Now, publisher Ubisoft has narrowed that time frame a little further. The company stated in its most recent earning call that the game will launch before the end of the current uh, financial year. This is via game reform. Uh, that means we'll be playing Quarantine on March 31st, 2020 at the very latest, barring any delays, of course. Deals of the day. This one's submitted by WetDirt28. <laughs> WetDirt28 wrote in to patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, uh, deal of the day for ya. Moonlighter is only $9.99 on PSN for the next four mm. weeks during the PlayStation summer sale. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that I love Moonlighter. I won't shut up about it, at least until Ultimate Alliance came out. So 
I play it on Switch because they can go anywhere with me and the Switch is a great console even though I can't uh, use a headphone jack on the Pro Controller. <laughs> However, it's also on Xbox Game Pass and now it's only 10 bucks on PlayStation 4. You have no excuse. Do the right thing. You can trust me. I have 100 Platinums. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. I know it pains you to say that. You've been trying to surpass me in Platinums forever and you didn't get the chance, did you? Yeah, me with my one Platinum. Really coming for you, Greg. No, nah, I know. I know you don't give a shit about trophies and I, I appreciate don't. you coming Which, down for your By the way, mouth. I'm going to make a quick interjection. I'm going to make it brief. Yesterday, Andrea, who the fuck cares? We own the show. Do whatever you want. Yesterday on the show... Oh, here we go. Fuck. There was a discussion between you and Greg talking about voice actors and how specific actors yeah. may or may not be gamers and talking about their gamer cred. And there was a brief moment where I thought that you were equating how many trophies you have with how legitimate of a gamer you are. And I took pause and said, no, nah, I'm sure that's not what Greg Miller meant. Yeah, I don't remember that comment, but that's definitely not a comment I would make unless I was doing the Greg Miller character. Keep in mind, I have 100 Platinums. I probably <laughs> bought fucking 40 of those because they're like two second <laughs> games to play. Like, I was, I would, If anything, I was doing the goofy bravado trophy character. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. That I would never, never actually make that statement. Because there there's no world in which how many trophies you have equates if you're a legitimate gamer or not. No, not it's, no, it's very, no, it's very true. I'm barely a gamer. I only have five Platinums. I shouldn't even be in this room. Yeah, but then you sit there and you do the thing where you play all the Arkham games and all the Zelda games and stuff. You're like one of them crazy gamers. He's you know like I mean? Britney's protege. I'm, I'm a broken person. That's okay. what I am. <laughs> no, I would not. I would not seriously make that. It sounds like something I wouldn't even say. So I must have been in character when I said it or whatever the fuck. But or no. you were drunk. Or I was just wasted. Yes. I like to do three shots before I start the show. as <laughs> evident by my inability to read today. Uh, time for reader mail. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Uh, Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is for you to get stuff you want and the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. It used to take months to raise your credit score, uh, just a point or two, but with Boost, you can instantly almost increase your credit scores. Uh, Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I've talked about it many a time when we talk about this. Had a credit card, paid it off thought I nailed it, walked away, looked at my credit three years later. Nope, there was a finance charge. Totally screwed me over. It was just a couple bucks too. And it screwed up my credit score and then it took a long time to fix. So this would have been helpful. We can't believe it's taken this long for someone to do this. So what are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash KF Games. Up next is Brooklinen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care, and that's what Brooklinen is all about. You spend a third of your life in your sheets. Don't you want them to look insanely comfortable and feel great? Uh, now that warmer weather is here, maybe it's time you switch up your sheets and duvet covers into something a little breezier, lightweight, and soft. Check out the newest linen collection with a beautiful assortment of colors. Brooklinen's got 35,000 five-star reviews, more than any other bedding company. Half a million happy sleepers are out there and counting, and I, Greg Miller, am one of them. You know I talk about all the time. Porty's always in the sheets, always taking the photos of him. That's where he is. Uh, founded in early 2014 by a husband and wife who wanted to cut out the middleman. That's why Brooklinen doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, their mission is to make you comfortable. Luxury linen sheets and robes without the luxury markups. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, meaning that they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. They've got 12 beautiful linen colors and patterns to choose from now in their brand new linen collection, so there's always a reason to go. Check them out. Brooklinen.com is giving my uh, giving an exclusive offer to my listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use the promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use the promo code GAMES at Brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever, 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 ever. Where do I want to start with you, Andrea Renee? You know what I mean? 
Uh, Boris and Double Zero starts with a question that's aimed at you, but it applies to both of us and our okay. spouses. Good morning, Greg and Andrea. With John T. Drake going to work for the House of Mouse, I have a question for you, Andrea. Mm-hmm. You clearly like to host a lot of things, but with John's new job, is there now things you are going to have to say no to doing to have, due to having close access? Best way to describe it, I think. To some potential information. I'm not saying John would leak anything, but there is still the how is your day conversation that happens and even you could give and even that could give you a little hint uh, because of what you guys do or might feel contractually obligated to pass on to some hosting gigs. So the question there I think is boiled down. Mhm. Do you think you're going to have to pass on hosting gigs because of John's job? No. Of course not. No. And I, I think that applies to John being at PlayStation. I think it applies to Jen working with a whole bunch of different indies. I think it involves past relationships I've had with people working everywhere. Like, I would say, you know, as we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, similar to loot boxes, like, our lives are off the record information. The things we've known about games, the things I know about current games that I won't ever say. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. And the reason... We've been able to be successful and I think be trusted people in the industry. Because we're professionals. Exactly. But like, also, like, there's an extensive framework of legal agreements in place. Um, but no, it, his job now isn't putting me at risk for anything. And, you know, when we come home and talk about our days, he's not giving me confidential information either. He's a professional as well. Of course. And he holds his relationships with his partners and his coworkers in very high regard and takes very good care of those relationships. And of course would never do anything questionable in that regard. So, um, definitely not. And also when Greg and I usually get brought into the fold when it comes to hosting a project, it's usually way, way, way later in the process. And usually the super top secret stuff happens years before they would approach someone like Greg or I to and they, work and with them on a panel, for example. And it wouldn't be, I, I, I can't think of, Boris, in, in your question, what Jen would tell me early about a game that then would disqualify me from hosting a panel. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mo- I, we talk about all the time, like, you know, when I do, I just did the Marvel Comic Con stuff or when I did EA Play, right? I get hired for those jobs because I'm Greg Miller, which means I come in and I get to just talk and do my thing. But it's not usually for most of them. Me going on a stage is not the first time I'm doing it. We've done rehearsals where it is that mm-hmm. I'll ask questions and people. I it, I can talk to anybody. Andrew can talk to anybody in a moment's notice. But for a developer, somebody, a creative director to step up, there are nerves. There are these things. There are the concerns that they don't do that on a daily basis so they don't want to fuck up. So they do want to know where line of questioning is going, let alone the fact that somebody wants to make sure they're giving you assets behind you that are matching up to what's happening. Exactly. And so there's a lot of practice that goes into, as Greg mentioned, those things before it goes public. And we're never going to be the ones breaking the news. Even when we're hosting panels like that, it's usually not us. It's usually the team that is saying the pieces of information that are that are newsworthy. Uh, I remember hosting EA Play two years ago and we were talking about the release date for Anthem. They didn't put the release date on screen until that final rehearsal the morning before we went live when we did one more walkthrough at like 7 a.m. or whatever and the, then the, the press conference went live at like 9. Yeah. And so it's like we don't get access to that information anyway so there's really no risk at all. Yeah. Uh, similar question. 2038 Pokemon CEO says, Greg and Andrea, you often both host panels and events. What is the process like of getting selected? Greg says they know what they're getting, <laughs> but, <that's true. laughs> but do they ever, but do you ever turn them down because you think you wouldn't be a good fit? Do you go through rehearsals, practice lines, or just YOLO? It depends on the client, right? right? If it's somebody that we've worked with before, it's usually a little bit more loose and we don't need to do as many rehearsals because they've worked with us and, you know, we either are familiar with the team or familiar with the content. Um, And it also depends on what the team is comfortable with. Some some teams want a lot of rehearsal and that's fine by me. We can can read the script as many times as you want. Um, It really is like such a case by case basis Uh, when it comes to turning down events. Um, I love to work, so I rarely will turn down work because I, I love working. Yeah. But there has been a couple of people that have approached me in the past where I didn't think I was the right fit for what they were looking for. Right. Because we are in the public spotlight every day for our jobs. And so we know exactly how critical our audience can be of what we're doing. And so if somebody approaches me and says, Hey, Andrew, we want you to host this thing where you have to talk about this thing. If I don't feel like I can speak confidently and competently about that, 
I will know that I'm putting myself at risk to be highly criticized for not knowing enough about the topic. And I would rather turn down the work than to jeopardize my reputation or my authenticity in the space um, instead of just taking a paycheck. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I've, I've definitely turned on gigs or recommended other people for gigs based on it, what people want from it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, to Pokemon CEO's question right now, like, again, I you know what you're getting if you're hiring me. And usually the people who are hiring me to host stuff or do panels, get to your point, are people we've worked with before, whether it was on an up at noon or whether it is the, it's the production company that made WWE cross IGN esports, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason they're coming to me. It's not like I don't. I don't go out and hustle. Like, what's the selection pol- pro- process like? People come to me and ask me if I want to host the stuff. I, I never... You'd have to ask the casting director. I never beat down <laughs> doors. <laughs> I never go talk. And even yeah. casting director. Today I was on a call, right? For somebody who wants to work with us. And they were just like, so do you have a manager? And I'm like, no, there's no, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, And also you've worked with me for, you know, but it's like, it is that thing of, the, kind of funny is my life, right? And so the other stuff is just the cool opportunities they get to get kind of funny in front of new people. But it's never us knocking down those doors. It's what I, when we're talking about unions, right, for in voice acting. It's the reason I don't have an agent for voice acting because voice acting is a fun lark when it comes around, but it's not something I'm going to chase and go do. Right. Uh, for this, it is. And so when people come to us, and if it is somebody blindly coming to us and like, oh, we've heard you do good stuff, it's cool. And then we have that conversation. And long before I ever sign a contract to be a part of it, it it's very much like, cool you understand that i'm gonna go up there and be me right and it's not going to be parroting this or doing that like we can go through rehearsals and i can give you the general sense of where i'm gonna go and give you like you know mold it that way but i'm gonna say it differently on the day i'm gonna do a different thing what he's saying is he's just gonna scream a lot i'm gonna scream take off my shirt obviously yeah. like, duh keeps getting me booked why would i stop <laughs> but it is that thing of like i think you know a great example for you and me was in fran was the borderlands 3 event mm-hmm. which literally rehearsals were like all right cool or even like pre-rehearsals and all that stuff were just like cool we're molding this thing we want to get b-roll ready what were your like favorite things from borderlands 2 and we listed a couple things then we got there and they had that footage and we had organic conversations about that and then when we got to the interview portion the post show right it literally was like rehearsal was like sitting down and meeting everybody and then being like cool like we saw it it looks great we want to talk to you about this that oh let's just do it on the day great we'll do it on the day cool you know what i mean uh, you yeah. know uh you brought brought a panels for the marvel hall h uh, thing on uh thursday Night, night before Wednesday, we were doing run-throughs of what I needed to hit and where we needed to go and what I wanted to ask. And we got to a part, and me even we got to a part, and they wanted us to do it. And me and Bill were both like, "No, we don't like that. We're not going to do that." And everybody's like, "All right, cool." So we just stopped doing. And thankfully, Greg and I are in a position where a lot of the clients that we're working with, we've worked with before, and mm-hmm. so the rehearsals aren't necessarily for us to hit our points because they 100%. hired us for a reason. It's it's for the tech team to make sure that their ducks are in a row because. Everyone knows if you don't do tech rehearsal, things like the Borderlands panel at PAX East happen. Yeah. Um, even though they did rehearsals, they just, you know, had some technical problems with that one thing. But that's what everybody's afraid of happening, yeah. right? It's like yeah. something going wrong with your trailer or the audio isn't working. And so when we do these rehearsals at ad nauseum, it's not so that we can hit our talking points. It's so that the team behind the scenes who's queuing the lights or queuing the next screenshot or rolling that next piece of gameplay can like do that on the cues that they're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, the, the, uh, turning it down is, I, for me, it's usually not content in turning down a job or a hosting gig. It's turning down because they won't let me be me. That's where it for me is. Because when it's, I... I talk about it, you know, one of the reasons we started, we have cool friends, everybody go subscribe, youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe. I don't think Spotify yet, though, still something's wrong there. Uh, is that I missed the up at noon interview. And one, and one of my favorite up at noon interviews, right, is like uh, Wildstar, that MMO. And I was never Oh, man, play. it's been a hot minute since I heard that I was that never going to play Wildstar. I didn't know shit about Wildstar, but I love talking to excited game developers right and i love getting that information out there and getting that from them and like i'm doing a a, it's unannounced and i haven't signed a contract but i'm probably hosting a panel at pax in a similar vein of like this clearly isn't a greg game but i don't have to hide that it's not a greg game right Mm -hmm. it's like final fantasy when we're like i'm not on stage i'm like i'm not a final fantasy fan but they think the game's for me like as long as we can go out there and be honest with everybody who cares it's fun to talk to people exactly final question of the day goes to black jack hey greg and andrew what's good Greg, congrats on your 100th Platinum Trophy. It was great to be able to share the momentous occasion with you on the stream. 
With the PlayStation 5 on the horizon, do you have any hopes for the future of trophies? Besides advanced stat tracking, are there any changes you'd like to see made to trophies when the PlayStation 5 launches? With Stadia and Xbox streaming, I'm sorry, with Stadia and Xbox streaming services potentially pulling you out of the ecosystem, are trophies no longer as important to you as they once were? I find my interest in trophies waxing and waning over time, but the high quality of PlayStation first party games keeps me invested in the platform. Love always, Blackjack. For me, the biggest thing, Blackjack, is what you nailed there is stat tracking. I think the Xbox does such a beautiful job of, oh, you got to kill, you know, 15 to 16 whatevers, and you, you, or you have to kill 16 things, you jump into the trophy thing, and it says, or the achievement thing, it says you've done 14, right? Whereas mm-hmm. PlayStation doesn't do that, unless it's built into the game. Xbox has that as an Xbox overlay, when, and so that's the most annoying thing in PlayStation when you're hunting a trophy, and you're like, if you're not taking copious notes of like, fuck, where was I? How many do I have left? I think this might be it. I might be close. I don't know. That's what I want. I'd like them to load faster, obviously, and sync to the server faster, shit like that. Um, I want to say trophies mean less to me or, you know, in the next generation. I, I think I'm in the same way, Blackjack, where it waxes and wanes. Obviously, at IGN, we were doing, like, the trophy race back in the day with uh, me and Jack and Colin and Scott and uh, all these people who were going crazy playing. That was, like, a different th- time. But that was now that it is, you know, so many trophies, there are so many games. For me, it's more about the convenience of it in the same way that, like, so many indies I play on Switch now, and I'm sure they'd be good trophies. I mean, for as much time as I've put into Moonlighter, it would have been awesome to play that on PlayStation, which I could do. I could play, I could buy it right now for ten bucks, and I could have done that from the start. But I wouldn't have put as much time into it because the Switch is with me, and I want that with me. Even Ultimate Alliance right now, like the freedom of Jen's watching Mindhunter, and I just pop it off the dock and I sit down and play, or I pop it back in. Like there's, there, that's where I'm at with my life, where I think the, tro- the trophies chasing is great. Ultimate Alliance is another game of like, man, if this ha- was on PlayStation, had trophies, I'd platinum the shit out of it. But on Switch, with no trophies, I'm doing the Tim Gettys Smash Brothers shit of like, I'm going to 100% this. I'm going to do every difficulty. I want to get everybody max level. Like, It doesn't matter as much, I guess, but it's just a different thing that matters now, Andrea. Convenience. Andrea Renee, it's time to squad up. This is where somebody writes into patreon.com slash games, gives us their username, we read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. However, today's is different. Yesterday, I got my 100th platinum. Hold your applause, everybody. Please keep both hands on the steering wheel if you're a podcast uh, driver. You can clap, Barrett. You don't have anything to do. Uh, and what Kevin was doing over there was giving out video games to people that were making him laugh in the chat. Uh, Davis Deadly made him laugh, but then Kevin gave him a code, and the code didn't work or something. And Davis was just like, hey, all I want to be is squad up. Is that okay? And Kevin said, I think so. And so here it is. Davis Deadly writes, thanks, Kevin. I listen to your podcast every day. Can I get a squad up on PS4? My username is Davis Deadly. D-A-V-I-S-D-E-A-D-L-Y. All one word. I play every game for the most part, which I don't believe. Which I don't believe, Barrett. I don't believe that Davis Deadly is playing every game for the most part. I believe it. Damn it. Thanks again. Love all that you guys do. Davis Deadly. If you want to play with Davis Deadly, hit him up on PlayStation 4. If you want to play every game for the most part. Every game. Apparently. You're playing Fishing. You're playing Days Gone. He's playing it. Doesn't matter. Luminous. He's over there. It's a busy person. I know, right? How's he got all this money? Don't know. What casino is he gambling in to get all this money back? <laughs> Tell us your secrets. Andrea. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, Kebab says, Andrea. You mm-hmm. said you haven't experienced Joy-Con drift because you don't take your Joy-Cons off the system. Joy-Con drift affects the analog sticks, not the motion control. So you, you can still experience it even in handheld mode. So you just haven't experienced, which is good for you. Um, Matt the Wob says there are several USB Bluetooth adapters for the Switch that connect Bluetooth headphones. So I assume you can use a USB to USB-C adapter with the PDP controller. Maybe, but then I, when I'm using it, I'm usually doing it in tabletop mode. Now granted, I could have a stand, I guess, too. But any dongle I'm plugging into the C would fuck up the ability to have the switch sitting there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, if you're docked, you would just plug it into the front of the dock. Right, but he th- that was what you're saying. Is that right. also, it, you probably can't use it undocked. And he's saying, oh, with an adapter, you could. But I'm saying that don't hold mustard with the way I play. No, because I need to, if I'm playing on the plane, I need to plug my switch into the yeah. outlet so it doesn't lose battery. Which, by the way, you said you your switch hadn't lost battery. You guys were talking about it like last week or something. Mm. You're like, I've never really experienced my switch dying. Mm. Every time I play it on a plane, it dies. Get your little battery pack, man. Anchor. No, I just, once it dies, I just plug it in. Oh, when, okay. When it flashes like that low Oh, console. well, that's what we were saying is like, no, I've had it. I've had it. I've definitely played it to the end of the battery, but I, yeah, I plug it into something. Yeah. Okay. But no, it does. It loses battery constantly. What are you playing on Switch right now? 
Uh, well, I was just about to start Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. You want to come to the bar with me and Barrett? Yes. Right, when? Cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what, tomorrow? You want to? Do, you can't do Thursday. You said right. Yeah, yeah, I can do tomorrow. Don't forget our Olive Garden lunch is on Thursday. I know. I know. Mm. It's a big day. It's yeah. a big day. Remember, on guys, he owes me lunch. Yeah, no, it's on there. Don't worry. Yeah, Davis yeah. from the Warp Zone's coming. It's a huge day. Big day. Hell yeah. All right, Wednesday. Yeah, I'm oh, we're going. To, we're doing a Wednesday tomorrow. After the show. Well, after work, yeah. After uh, work. I have to shoot. What's good tomorrow? God damn it, Andrew. Well, it's got online play, so we can play later. <laughs> Uh, Shaunasaurus Rex says we missed a new date. Bus Simulator 18 console edition releases September 17th for Xbox One and PC. That's on me. Uh, Omnivision knows I'm a sucker for this, so he puts in Moonlighter is on sale for $14.99 on Switch if you want to shell out the extra $5 for the portability versus the PlayStation 4 version. Uh, That's just confirming what I was saying. I don't care about this. No. Nanobiologist says uh, missed out today. Sigma Overwatch's uh, Hero 31 is coming uh, to the public test servers. I guess is that what PTR is in Overwatch world mm-hmm. today on PC. It's a it's Overwatch and PC, so you can't use acronyms like that. You know what does R stand for? Public test realm. Maybe PTS usually right for public test server. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Try to wrong me on this, but you keep going. Yeah, I gotta go home. No, no, it's a PC gaming thing. I don't understand it, Greg. (laughs) Exactly, right? We don't have time for it. It's not about Excel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does mean public test realm. Thanks, nanobiologist. Fendi says the PlayStation 4 beta program shows that tracking on trophies is almost definitely the next update. Just want to let you know. That's very Uh. exciting. Thank you very much. Oh, public test realm nailed it, crushed it. You crushed were you it. impressed by that? I said realm. I knew it was up. I'm impressive, everybody. Do you need a gold star? Nah, I already got a platinum trophy and a platinum trophy cup. So yeah. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. It's just a trophy cup. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. We'll be back tomorrow with Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and Davis from the and Davis from the Warp Zone. Not me. I'm still from Kind of Funny. <laughs> Friday, it's Tim. Uh, Gamescast is Thursday this week, two thirty. It's me. Tim, Andrea, Davis from the Warp Zone. Andrea, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can follow me at Andrea Renee on Twitter. It's the easiest way to find everything that I'm doing, including my weekly show, What's Good Games. We have our streams this weekend. We're doing our happy hour Q&A on Saturday, followed by our finish of Until Dawn. Ooh. Will everybody survive or no. will everybody die? Wow. Kill them. Kill them all. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, YouTube, Patreon. You know the gist. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.